Good afternoon, everybody. This is John from the Modern Conservative Podcast. And here is where we stand for the flag and we kneel for the cross. Today, I want to talk about something that happened a little, you know, five months ago, six months ago. That is the, uh, <laughs> the insurrection. Um, something is amazing about the insurrection, especially with Nancy Pelosi. You know, she's been wanting to do an investigation on what happened on January 6th. And um, she's been pushing that agenda for now, what, five months now, six months now. And um, she hasn't actually gotten what she wanted as of yet, but she's still trying. But what I find peculiar is one thing. The Republicans have been trying to uh, launch an investigation on what happened with COVID. And she adamantly, adamantly says she's not going to do it, which makes no sense to me. One kills almost 600,000 people, and the other one kills one. I don't know where the common sense is in that, but we're still looking. Now, as far as January 6th, you know, I'm kind of wondering, why in the hell haven't we heard anything about the guy that shot the female at the insurrection? Now, here's one thing. She's white. And last time I checked, we're not tearing the country up. And he and she was actually shot by a Capitol Police officer, yet they won't tell us who he is. Why is that? Why is it we can't get the name of the perpetrator of this shooting? My next question is, if you've seen the video, not the hearsay, the video, why was he even shooting at her anyway? She had not even yet breached the door completely to get in the foyer or the hallway. So why is this so secret? Why does Nancy Pelosi keep yelling, I want to do a investigation, but yet we can't even get information on the obvious? One thing we know, she was white. Second thing we know from the video, it was one of their guys that shot her. But yet we don't hear about it. We hear more about the actual insurrection, as they call it, then we actually hear about the victim that was shot. You actually hear more about the police officer that was shot, more so than the victim who was shot. But mind you, the police officer, for all intent and purposes, was doing his job. But yet, the victim was one of us, a citizen whether she was a Democrat, Republican, Antifa, what the hell ever. She was one of us. But yet we don't get anything from the media. Let me tell you, has she been a black woman? And that cop was white? You damn well best believe they'd be tearing the city up till Thursday. You would have George Floyd part one, victim, 
Black victim part two, if she was black. I know a lot of people out there are saying, ah, unfortunately, you know, that's really not the case. Unfortunately, that people are saying that, oh, yeah, there are a bunch of terrorists, uh, right? Uh, white ring, ring, white. God, I can't even talk today. White wing extremist. And they would give us some kind of uh, conspiracy theory as to who these people really were. I think, my, if I remember correctly, the, the involvement was six people. Though there was a lot of people perpetrating, there was only six people that really started everything, and people kind of got in line and followed. Now, that doesn't have that could be absolutely organic. It doesn't have to be planned. Because it's kind of like when you see blacks turning up a city or blacks walking out of a Nike store with an arm full of shoes, then everybody else says, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. So basically, that's what you had at the insurrection, so-called insurrection. People going along and trying to enjoy the party. And but a lot of these people are there to make a point. The point was, was that you screwed us out of an election. There was a lot of pissed off people. You know what? And I actually hate to say it this way, but I'd rather have what happened there, if it was going to happen, happen there in a small scale rather than it become a nationwide scale. Because actually, we Republicans and conservatives, we actually do pretty well with restraint. A lot of us know we got screwed over. A lot of us are a little pissed off about it. But we don't go out and tear up towns and cities and commercial buildings or white or black commercial dwellings. We don't do that. So when they call us right-wingers, the people doing the college should look at themselves because we show a lot of restraints, a lot of restraint. More so than I care to express. So when we have black America who feels they got gypped for some reason when George Floyd die, died, well, let me tell you something. Conservatives and Republicans feel like we got gypped when they stole our president. I know there's some people out there who believe Trump was too ballsy, did not articulate well the message that they wanted portrayed. But the simple fact is, we did not vote for a politician. We voted for somebody who we thought could run the country. And far as people that did not like Donald Trump, and I'm sure there may be some of those of you on this podcast right now listening, don't like Donald Trump. But I will tell you this, you had a pretty good four years. That's for damn sure. But yet, despite cutting your nose off to despite, in spite of your face, 
you still want to talk about the man as if he actually did nothing for you. Well, actually, he did. Whether you hate to admit it or not, he did. And your, your question may be what? Like lower gas, black gas prices? Uh, more money for historically black colleges? Prison reform? As a matter of fact, the prison reform one is a kind of a funny story. I had a buddy of mine, big time liberal. Yes, he's a buddy of mine, believe it or not. We had a conversation about prison reform. He actually had the audacity to tell me that Obama signed the prison reform bill. I laughed at it. I said, you have just proven you are a liberal. Your lack of intelligence shows really well when you open your mouth. He says to me, dude, I'm telling you, Obama was the one who passed, who signed the uh, prison reform bill. And I said, dude, you know what? I said, you are the same guy that told me that Democrats are the ones that pass Jim Crow laws. Sorry, excuse me. He actually said that Republicans passed Jim, the Jim Crow law. And I told him he's absolutely wrong. I said, from that point on, let's not have this conversation because you're embarrassing yourself. I said, you probably got your information from CNN or MSNBC. And you really believe half the crap they tell you to be true. It's just like the insurrection. You've got the left truly believing in that that was all by design. Maybe it was by, by design. Because there have been talk that the government already knew what was coming that day. They already have seen video of previous day's events that uh, individuals were stashing items. You know, I'm not big on conspiracy, but I do like to think. And I've always said, if it smells like a skunk, looks like a skunk, it just might be a skunk. It's just that the messenger that's telling you it's not a skunk is pretty damn good at lying. You know, Nancy Pelosi said, when they want to destroy somebody's character, they'll put a lie out there and they'll tell that lie over and over and over and over and over again. And people will eventually believe in it, believe it because it's been stated so many times. But there's another person who says the exact same thing. His name is Adolf Hitler, the king of propaganda. Adolf Hitler also said, if you tell a lie over and over and over again, people will begin to believe it. Hence the reason why so many Germans back in the 40s did not like Jews. They made Jews out to be the bad people. They got involved because of what Hitler and his propaganda machine was spreading. 
I just think that the insurrection is something that we need to use common sense on and ask ourselves, why is it so damn important? Or is it a distraction from what's really important? Because they want to talk about breaking into the Capitol, but they speak nothing of the federal buildings, for example, in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. When the people in the streets tried to burn it down, breaking the glass, trying to break into the building. It is a federal building, though it is not the Capitol, but it is under the guise of the federal government. But nobody wanted to do anything then, and I don't know how many people, if any, have gone to jail over that issue. So that's a little bit of my thoughts on the interaction. And, and that's mainly why is she still pushing for an investigation? But yet we can't even find out who the cop was that shot the female patriot. Why is it such a secret? When it works to their benefit, you know the cop's name the very next minute. And I guarantee it's not hard to find his name as far as Derek Chauvin in the Floyd's George Floyd case. So it's just amazing to me how everything that happens now, it always have a racial undertone or a Republican or conservative undertone. Everything that goes wrong in this country It's either because of the Republicans or the conservatives. We have something to do with it. It's never, it's never broadcast when it's a Democratic um, perpetrator. Never. Every time there's a shooting, you find out that the individual (laughs) has been a Democrat. You don't hear anything of that shooting. It's amazing now how you can have a mass shooting nowadays and they just disappear. You hear crack for maybe two or three days, maybe a week, and then it, and then it disappears. I mean, those are the things that makes me think, are we that bad as a country where if you're one party or the other or the other, one gets more exposure, especially if it's a Republican or conservative um, incident. Um, I want to move on from the insurrection and talk about Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor, the black Chicago female mayor. I think she's one of the craziest people on this planet right now. I absolutely believe the woman has no character. You know, we hear the Democrats talking about how they want to get rid of firearms. 
Well, maybe they should get rid of him just in Chicago. Because Chicago actually has some of the most stringent gun laws in the country. But yet, they are the murder capital of the country. It absolutely has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It actually has something to do with the content of your character. Because I keep hearing how blacks are discriminated against in the prison system. And my my answer is to that is that's a lie. That's actually a lie. One of the things that people don't realize that blacks are 13% of the population, roughly 33 to 34 million people. Now keep that in mind. We're only 13% of the population, but we commit give or take up to 60% of all violent crimes. I repeat that. Give or take 60% of all violent crimes. And why is that? Well, blocks are mostly concentrated in this country in the big cities, the big blue cities. And the big, the big blue cities are the cities that actually have a high crime rate. And there's a lot of gang violence. Hell, in North Dakota, you're not going to have a big black-on-black gang war. And if you do, it's probably between 10 people. Because there's no blacks in North Dakota, South Dakota, less than 2% in Utah, less than 1.5% in Idaho. Um, they don't have this kind of problem, only in the big city. And it's funny that these big cities are the ones that's talking about how we need to get rid of, get guns off the streets. Well, Lori Lightfoot, a year ago, almost today, President Trump said, hey, look, I will bring in troops and we will get this thing squashed in a few hours. She said, we do not live on a tyrannical society. Nope, she's not going to allow the federal government to come into her city and fight crime. Well, a year later, she's still, they're still number one, the number one city for murder in the United States. Now, that being said, now she's asking the federal government under Biden <laughs> To bring in troops because we need help. We need help with the murder rate in our city. Well, stop letting people out of jail. Stop letting people out of jail with no bail. And uh, why don't you stop trying to defund your police? Well, actually, she did defund the police. And you wonder what's going to happen? You have to be an absolute idiot if you think that's going to turn out well. So you put more criminals on the street, yet you have less police officers 
What do you think is going to happen? What are you thinking is going to happen? You think all of a sudden crimes are going to go down because, you know, the bad guy is going to say, you know what? We can't commit crimes anymore because there's less cops on the street. Is that how it's supposed to go? Because I must be one stupid feller. But, you know, unfortunately for Chicago, that's not working. For the citizens of Chicago, it's not working. There's a reason why she's always fighting her city council and her aldermans. Because she's crazy. She's crazy. Now you got the Democrats talking about it was never us who said to defund the police. The Democrats are now saying it was the Republicans that said that they wanted to defund the police. And for those of you who do not believe it, educate yourself. Educate yourself. Because I've always said in life, it's a lot easier to be ignorant than it is intelligent. Intelligence takes a little bit of work, a little bit of research. Ignorance, you can just get it off the cuff. And there's a lot of cuffs out there with a bunch of ignorance on it. So I challenge you, if you don't think I'm lying, look up Lori Blackfoot, her administration, and the things she's doing in the city, and that the Democrats are saying that it's the, de- the Republicans touting defund the police. Most Republicans have common sense to know that that's not true. But hell, because most of us own guns. We know that the police can't do it all. We know that the police have other things to do than worry about shoplifting in a lot of cities. Look at New York City. Look at New York City, 33 million people. Their crime rate and murder rate went through the roof. Their former mayor did the same exact thing. So if you live in those states or those cities, my best advice to you guys is lock and load. Lock and load. Because if you don't get rid of those damn mayors, I promise you, one day you will be using your firearm. Lock and load. That's your second amendment and right. Don't let them tell you it's not. Lock and load your damn gun. Because if you don't believe it can happen to you and they keep letting thugs out of jail, you know, it puts you at risk, especially if you live and work in that city. And especially if you are a person of color. And as far as a person of color, no, it's your own people that's going to shoot you. It's your own people. In Chicago, 80% of all black on black mur- all, in Chicago, most murders are black on black crime, up to 80%. This is John from the Modern Conservative Podcast. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks.
Good afternoon, everyone. This is John from the Model Conservative Podcast, coming back at you from my studio here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I know we're before we left, we were talking about several different issues, and uh, I want to spend a little bit of time on. I'm a big gun guy. I'm a big Second Amendment guy, and. Uh, there's something that been bothering me. I had a conversation with someone, a politician, a few months back about Second Amendment and who should and shouldn't own guns. Well, as far as I'm concerned, everybody should own guns with, with some success. And there, there are exceptions. I will give you that. But, and I want everybody to think about this because we're not going to get into, well, it seems like everything we do nowadays is based around there's some race involved also. But if you listen to certain people, they will tell you that there's a reason why um, we can't do certain things in this country because of our color, which is BS. I've said it many times. It's absolute BS. But when it comes to the Second Amendment, I truly believe that everybody should be allowed to own a gun. At least everybody should have the right to own the gun. You know, when the founders wrote the Second Amendment, it wasn't so we can go out and shoot deer. That's not what the Second Amendment was for. It was for the citizens of the country having the means to fight the federal government from tyranny, being overtaken and dominating the people. That's really what the gun and to form militias. So the guns are necessary evil in our country because it kind of keeps them honest up to a point because yeah i shouldn't use that word honest um hmm politicians that word doesn't really exactly exist but anyway when it comes to second amendment you know there's a law that states that if you had a felony any kind of felony you can't own a firearm I agree with that law and I disagree with that law. Let me tell you why I agree with it. There are people like, well, we just mentioned Chicago. There are people out there that really will abuse a weapon. Use a weapon, you know, it was, a firearm was intended to stop a threat. True. The problem is there are people out there who takes it a little further. So for example, if you go out and you shoot somebody, whether you kill them or maim them or whatever, you should not allow to be on the gun. You should not be allowed to own a gun, period. But what a lot of people don't realize when they say felony, a felony can be in some states, a bad check over a thousand dollars. It could be three DUIs, just driving could be a it could be a felony. Um, white collar crimes can be a felony. Um, even selling weed back in the day could be a felony. And then it's a and if it's a federal felony, you're you're really screwed because on the state level you can actually get your record expunged. But on the federal level. It's not going to happen. 
And if it does happen, you have to be somebody significant and with a lot of money, and you have to know somebody. So the reason why I'm going here is because I'm a hunter. I know guys that want to go hunting, but they can't own a firearm. Haven't committed a crime 25, 30 years. Original crime was white-collar crime. One guy I know had a weed, actually it was a meth crime, possession, years ago. But now they can never own a gun. Now, think about it. how fair is that? How fair is it? I know that some of you out there are saying, well, you know what? He committed a crime. You know, you do the crime, you do the time, blah, 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 blah. Fine, you do the time. You've adjudicated it. You've done everything you're supposed to done, have done, and now you're free. You're working on 95. You're paying your taxes. You're raising your kids. You're taking care of your wife. You're going to work every day like we want people in this country to do. But there's one problem. He can't protect his family like you and I. I mean, he can throw pots and pans at him, shoot him with a slingshot, but he can't protect his family. So I ask you this, should he or should he not have the right to protect his family? Or should he just allow somebody to come in his home and shoot and kill them all for something he'd done 25, 30 years ago and is a model citizen, done everything we've asked him to do as a citizen of this country? Is it? Okay, for him to just let his family be slaughtered because he's trying to follow the law and not own a gun because he would be breaking the law. People once again say, well, he did the time, he did the crime, do the time. But the problem is simply this who protects his children? The police can't do it because, if for, say, say, for example, you get a, um, somebody kicks your door in. There's nothing he can do. The police are not going to be there in time. Should he be punished till this day and not be allowed to own a firearm? You know, and that goes the same thing as voting. Unless you have your stuff expunged in your state, technically you're not supposed to vote. Now, one thing about the Democrats, it is simply this. There's a reason why. They want to do a lot of things because they want to create more voters. There's a reason why they gave inmates a stimulus. There's a reason why they're trying to overturn voter laws, mostly IDs. And so everybody can vote. Now, I am a conservative. Most of my friends are conservative slash Republicans. I think it's high time we do something about that. I think it's time we get in touch with our legislators and say, hey, look, John Doe has done everything he was supposed to do as a citizen. Actually, beyond what we ask him to do, 
as a normal citizen. Why is it he can't own a gun when he hasn't committed a violation of the law in 20, 30, 15 years, whatever the time may be? Why isn't it okay for him to protect his family? You know, and I really like to hear what people have to say about that. And I'm kind of wondering how many people agree or disagree with me. And I think if you agree with me or disagree with me, give me a shoot me an email at the modern conservative podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I want to hear what people have to say about this dilemma. I've actually been thinking about this for a few years, but I've never really said much about it. But I just don't think it's fair that we can't protect our family if you have a felony. I mean, you can't own a gun, but we can commit have an abortion in this country. How much sense is, is that? How much sense is that? Imagine the love of your life, you were married to a guy who committed a felony before you met him 25, 30 years ago, whatever the heck it was, maybe. And he can't protect you. Would you want him to walk out to another room if there was a intruder in your house knowing that your man doesn't have a gun, but the intruder just may? Would you want him out there in the living room or the front room or the kitchen or in the backyard without a gun to protect himself? Or go to the room to protect your children. I know most of us don't think about it because most of us don't have this issue. But it's something I think we as citizens should think about. You know, I know a lot of guys that have guns, a lot of guns. And they feel the same as I. They feel that, you know, we all, when I say we all, American citizens should be allowed to own the guns. And here's the thing. And if you don't want a gun, you don't have to buy one. But if it was your option and you wanted to exercise that option, I think you should have that right. I may be crazy, you know, maybe we think we need to punish people after they've done all their time and become outstanding citizens. Maybe, you know, we should just what, keep punishing them for the rest of their lives. Maybe we should say to them, you know what? You committed a crime 15, 20 years ago. Um, you wrote 10 bad checks. And you, yes, you haven't wrote, written a bad check in 25 years, but you still should subject your family to violence without being able to protect yourself. Because I tell you what, if I was in that situation, and I don't care who's listening, I'm going to protect mine. I will absolutely protect mine, all the way down to my bulldog. I will protect mine. And you may say, oh, John, that's a little too far-fetched, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But maybe one day it's your son. Maybe it's one day it's your daughter that does something and then correct their life right after that incident. Should they be punished? 
Should they be punished? And I think as Republicans and conservatives, this is something we should fight for. And I don't mean in the streets either. When I mean fight for, I think we should make that statement as patriots and we believe in the Constitution because, you know, that's what conservatism is about. It's about conserving the rights that we have today as citizens of the United States of America, the country's best people in the world. This country has the prettiest, sexiest flag I've ever seen in my life. And you know how I know this is so? Because so many people come here just because of that flag alone. So so let me know what you think about that on the Second Amendment and everybody that, that qualifies should be able to own a gun. And to me, the number one qualifier is you are an American. You are simply an American. The Constitution didn't say this only pertains to Democrats. It didn't say this only pertains to Republicans or conservatives. And it sure hell didn't say this Constitution pertains to only whites and not blacks. Doesn't say that. Hell, I don't know how you can even get the interpretation that it's a discriminatory flag. Because it's not. It's not. I love the flag. As a matter of fact, I have a shirt on right now. Well, actually, I had a shirt on that had a flag on it. As a matter of fact, most of my shirts have a flag on it. As a matter of fact, the hat that I have on right now has a USA flag on it. And I fly it every chance I get. When I walk out in public, you're going to know I'm proud to be an American. Hell, when I'm driving my big green Escalade that's jacked up, when I got my, have my two flags on the back of it, you know I'm a proud American. And I'm black. Hell, I'm black as night. You can't get no blacker than me and be American. And I love my flag. I love my country. I love my citizens. Well, most of them. But at the end of the day, when we get off this podcast, you're going to know that Negro loves his flag. And he loves conservatives. I love the conservative lifestyle. What's the conservative lifestyle? Freedom. Freedom. That's right. I said it. Freedom. Some people don't think we should have freedom. Some people think we should live in a socialistic society. Not this black guy. Yeah, I'm letting everybody know I'm a proud American who happens to be black. It's not the other way around. I was an American first before I ever figured out I was black. I didn't realize I was a black until somebody told me. Hell, people still question that today. Because I live in Utah. I love Utah. But enough messing around. But yeah, I love my flag. You know, I live in one of the greatest states in this country. You know why I love this state? 
because I can hunt, I can fish, I can shoot my guns out in the middle of nowhere. I can fly my flag on the back of my truck. As I hear my guns go, boom, 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 boom. When you get done loading a magazine, you can say to yourself, damn, I love this country. Then you look down at your gun, you say, wow, made in America. Then I look in the mirror and say, damn, you're not supposed to be saying that. You're black. Then I said, no, that's just what Democrats say. Because my dad always told us, boy, you live in a good, great country. You treat it well, it'll treat you well. And by golly, he was right. My dad died at 52 years old. And when he died, anyway, he would be proud. Because I didn't turn out, you know, in the way that a lot of black kids my age turn out to be. Oh, no, I'm not perfect <laughs> by no stretch of the imaginations. So let's not get that one confused. I am not perfect. And I'm perfectly fine with that, without being about not being perfect. As a matter of fact, when I'm talking on this podcast, I don't always sound perfect. Half of the podcast, I'm sure I don't sound perfect. That lets me know I'm doing my job because you're getting the real deal. I'm not polished. I say what I believe. I don't care who likes it or not. If you're a racist, I'll call you a racist. Because there's black racists, there's white racists, there's all kinds of races. But in our country, we focus on white races, which, you know, really don't exist. Only in certain circles, but it's not as prevalent as uh, people try to make it. But as far as the Second Amendment, people, we got to stand together on the Second Amendment thing. Because, uh, you know, it's fine and dandy trying to be polite. Politically, politically, politically correct. That's okay. But at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, how much is going on is really going to affect you in your life? You know, somebody said to me one time, you know what, politics and stuff, I don't really get into politics. You know, hell, I don't even vote. I said, well, the joke's on you. You may not participate in politics by voting, but you sure to hell live politics. You participate in politics every day when you get up and work, go to work. When you go buy gas at the pump and you say to yourself, wow, gas is expensive. You have just participated in politics. Politics affects you negatively or positively, whether you participate or not. For me and my, and for my family and my friends, it's kind of like this. I kind of like to know what's going on. So when gas prices is up, I know why gas prices are up. When OPEC wants to raise the price of, the, of a barrel of oil, I know gas prices are about to go up. You know, when we, um, as citizens of this country, st stop forgetting, well, stop thinking about the Constitution and the things that it does for you, and you don't fight for that, that piece of paper, as some people call it, that piece of paper is what kept this country in check 
for 200 plus years. That piece of paper keeps politicians in line. Now, if you're a politician and you want to be a politician for life, what would you want to do? Well, you want to get rid of the Constitution or you want to change it. The founders of this country made it so that piece, that document, it's not that easily changed because it takes actually a country participation to change an amendment or add an amendment. It takes a country participation. 38 out of the 50 states have to agree to it to modify or ratify the Constitution. That's why they can't get rid of guns so easily. Because believe it or not, majority of the states are Republican states. It just so happened the big cities in this country are blue. But if you want to talk about landmass, it's mostly dominated by Republican governors, the legislature, and the state congress. It's mostly Republican. Because you best believe if the Democrats had a chance to change something in the Constitution just by being the majority, they would have done it over and over and over and over again. Guns would have been gone a long time ago. Long time ago. So they say. But you know what? They know they can't get rid of guns. They keep telling you they're going to do something to get rid of guns. They will never, ever get rid of guns. And the reason is, for one, 38 states are not going to go for it. And sure to hell, 22 million gun lovers are not going to let it happen either. But it sounds really good when you hear about Chicago killing so many people. This is when they talk about it, when there's a mass shooting, when there's other things that can be done that would protect the Second Amendment. Quit letting people out of damn jail just because you need to be politically correct and you need more voters. Because the only people that are going to suffer are the constituents in that city. They're not going to get rid of guns, point blank. We won't let them. Point blank. Just like they won't get rid of religion. I don't care what religion you are. You have a right to practice your religion any way you choose to. If you want to play with rattlesnakes as your religion, hey, tear it up. If you want to smoke weed at your religion, hey, tear it up. I don't condone it, but it is your right. If you want to believe in Santa Claus or the snowman or whatever as your God, tear it up. Because that's your right. And people, too many people are taking it for granted. Because, you know, they were saying you don't miss until it's gone. Well, when these are gone, so are your freedom. And we should always vote for people, politicians, who truly believe and represent the Constitution that we've all learned about when we were young. There's only one amendment right now I wish they really, really, really would invoke. That's the 25th Amendment. You, they tried it on Trump. 
when they said he was insane. But poor old Joe Biden really needs to go. It's amazing how his wife allowed them to do this to their husband, her husband. Anyway, this comes to the conclusion of another episode of the Modern Conservative Podcast. My name is John Harvey, and we will see you on Thursday at 5 o'clock. Take care, people.